0: So welcome to uh, this week's episode of Stanislaus QueerCast. I'm your host, Steph Landeros. My PGPs are they, them, and I am in my final week
1: Yay. of
0: undergrad here at <laughs> CSU Stanislaus.
1: Does it feel weird to say that? Bruh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm Jesus Alvarado. Uh, my PGPs are he, his, him. I am a third year here at Stanislaus State, and I still have one more school year, so yeah. Woo!
0: <laughs> so, uh, I guess we would formally like to apologize for being absent in the past two weeks. We realized that we said that we were going to be back the week after that uh, last episode, but finals and stuff started popping up and yep. presentations, and so we really couldn't catch up and make time for the podcast.
1: It yeah. got busy. So, if it, it wasn't really like a vacation. It was just like we like got busy with other school stuff. So we are back now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're back for the time being. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is going to be my final week. Um, Next week is graduation. Um, So I'm not sure what that means for the future of Senesol's QueerCast, but I would like it to continue because I feel like many of you who listen really appreciate us speaking about the topics that we talk about. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm hoping that Jesus picks it up and we'll take it.
1: Well, since you were the creator, I was hoping you would adopt it and make it a UNR thing. UNR? Oh, yeah. Because I gotta I have it. other projects, so I would hope that this you would continue your legacy. <clears throat> but
0: then I wouldn't know what to call it. Like, you wouldn't be able to call it Stanislaus Queercast. Like, that is true. Because <laughs> we'll it wouldn't be happens. Stanislaus anymore. <laughs> so UNR is University of Nevada, Reno. Right um, yeah. I recently was admitted, what is that, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> to the University of Nevada, Reno. So Woo! I will... i will be attending (laughs) (laughs) thank you alondra i will be (laughs) thanks everyone uh i will be attending university of nevada reno in the fall as a uh, master's student in sociology that is fucking amazing So.
1: (laughs) so i don't know how was your week this week aside from finals
0: dude this week sucked mm-hmm. like it, it didn't suck because it was just like i don't know it didn't it wasn't like attitude suck it just kind of like was really busy sucked
1: if it was weird wouldn't you say it was weird it yeah like weird. <laughs> i don't even
0: understand how is it friday already like it doesn't yeah, exactly. even feel like it's friday it feels like it's wednesday, like wednesday or something yeah
1: <laughs> yes, i literally feel like it's the middle of the week dude, still
0: <laughs> yeah it does not feel like a like nope. a freaking friday mm-hmm. like oh gosh and the graduation's next week, dude. Like, holy crap.
1: That's so exciting. And you have two graduations, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I
0: do, actually, because I'm graduating with the uh, Chicano commencement yes. on Saturday. Next Saturday, not this Saturday. So that's pretty cool, too.
1: That is fucking amazing. It's just yeah. weird, because, like, for me, it's, like, really, like, weird to, like, see my friends graduate, especially someone like you who I met my freshman year.
0: No chies as <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. Like
1: literally three summers ago when I was a freshman and I was like new to like the whole college environment and everything. And you were a young and potato. I, <laughs> I remember I met you through housing. Yeah, because that was your summer RA. Yeah, and so I would attend. Or like, a summer like, RA. Yeah. And so during the summer there's not a lot of residents in the in the dorms. So mm-hmm. what I would do, I would I would hang out with all of you guys all the summer RAs. Uh, mainly you, Ernie and David. And then you guys would host monthly events or bi-weekly events and i would just go and eat a lot and hang out yeah because
0: we would always (laughs) eat fucking pizza dude it was always domino's Uh, pizza yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that one time where like you started working for housing and then you started getting really tired of domino's pizza and you commented on their picture i (laughs) fucking
1: went on their (laughs) instagram page i commented on one of the random pictures and i was just like do not fucking dare to come (laughs) to the housing dorms and they
0: (laughs) and yet the next day they were there
1: they were yeah because everyone fucking orders pizza
0: and that pizza is so gross it is like i don't like it it's disgusting it's gross because of that
1: i have heartburns i want (laughs) to (laughs) say and i feel like only a 40 year old can say they have heartburns but here i am (laughs) But yeah
0: you were you were a young potato i remember it was so
1: weird because it's like for me it barely feels like it feels like i've like met you i've been knowing you since like forever but Mm -hmm. in reality it's only been like three summers ago pretty and, much it's yeah. just so weird yeah that's how you know
0: we're best friends oh and then, God, and then we, we started, started working with,
1: we started working as uh, peer academic leaders and yes. I, we didn't talk to anyone what well, we did but like
0: it was really funny because i think re- we we've mentioned this before like we just gravitated to each other because we're like the it was queers. so weird <laughs> <laughs> like
1: literally the first day of like training we were already like best friends i don't know how that happened and we started taking know. pictures together we followed it we even i remember okay I, weird enough like two nights ago i couldn't sleep cuz obviously my insomnia and shit i was going through my twitter feed my my personal twitter feed not mm-hmm. my other one and i went through like my media and <laughs> i saw well my media and my messages and i saw that like we had only like known each other for two days as colleagues mm-hmm. and like we were texting each other like hey like should we wear this oh, like yeah! to match like- <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't end up matching you texted me like around 8 a.m before training and you were like hey my my shirt like got a pizza stain so i'm not gonna <laughs> wear it <laughs> And I just thought, like nowadays, like we don't even really need to like text, like oh let's wear this. Like it just happens. It just fucking happens. Dude, for real,
0: it just happens. It's so weird. It but is it's so really fucking funny. weird.
1: Like when we went to the baseball game.
0: Yeah, or like the like uh, that one day where I walked from
1: I the from quad. The yeah was to the, the quad? quad. We were both wearing our HRC oh shirts. Mine God. was purple, but
0: your, and yours is gray. And they have both have <laughs> unicorns and rainbows on them. And coincidentally, was it was Pride Week, too. Yeah. Here at the <laughs> campus. So
1: I was just like, fuck.
0: That's hilarious, dude. I, I just
1: think it's funny when we match. Because, I mean, last time when we went to the Nets game, like, we were wearing similar baseball tees.
0: Yeah. In similar colors. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It was just weird. Uh, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shut <laughs> up,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, good
1: times, good times. The nostalgia. For real.
0: The nostalgia. I'm going to cry
1: um so anyways aside from that little anecdote
0: so dude i'm so anxious because today like i had to go do a presentation for my honors capstone Yes. crap and you know like i hadn't practiced and it's (laughs) not that i was it that wasn't a big deal i think the big deal that that i made it out to be was that i keep kept telling myself like i didn't practice so this is going to suck you know and i kept telling myself that and yeah, it sucked cuz like I kept stuttering. I was so nervous. I don't get presentation there. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't get presentation anxiety. Like I don't like I was telling Crystal the other day that like, you know, I've posted Rainbow Prom before. I've spoken in front of like large yeah. crowds. I've mm-hmm. done conference presentations, but mm-hmm. like I think it's because like I psyched myself out beforehand.
1: You did. I what is it called when you do that you I don't, I don't know, but you do something internally to yourself.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but it sucked. Like oh my god i just my voice kept quivering like i kept losing my spot like (laughs) ah.
1: when i do get nervous (sighs) i hate when my voice like starts like it sounds like you're gonna cry exactly i was gonna say that but you're really not gonna cry it's just like you're so nervous like you're like shaking i guess i don't know
0: you're like i'm not a little bitch i'm (laughs) not gonna cry
1: (laughs) mama raised no bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) pretty fucking much dude (laughs) <laughs> and so, I really enjoyed my research topic. And so, like, I don't know, when people get nervous about their topics, I feel like that sometimes when they lose their spot, this is me being an audience member, like, an audience participant. And, like, when they get nervous and lose their spot, to me, that tells me that they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, they're not
1: confident about the topic they're exactly. presenting. And yeah.
0: so, I feel like that's how I came across. But I'm just like, no, like, I live and breathe drag sometimes. Yeah. Like, hello, like, yeah. this is this is my people. Like, I love this <laughs> shit, you know? Ugh. So... I don't know. Like I feel like that's how you came across to everybody and everybody's yeah. kind of like, "Well, we expected more of this presentation, but this is what
1: we got." Great. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh." So were you the only one only one presenting or how was this? Cuz um. I know you I know before you told me you I didn't know I didn't even know you were presenting until like last night that you texted me about it. I think the last time you mentioned it you were like, "Oh, it's a project for your honors class, I think."
0: Yeah, it was an honors capstone. So basically like uh seniors in the honors program, uh-huh. they we have to do uh, a capstone project yeah. um, over the period of two semesters. Mm. If not, if you've been working on it since your junior year, then yeah. But you have to submit a formal IRB, so that's the Institutional Review Board uh, mm-hmm. application. And then you have to wait around, sometimes a month and a half, yeah. like me, <laughs> until they freaking <laughs> approve it. And then uh, that gives you permission to go ahead and interview people that mm-hmm. are not students at CSU Stands Laws, or if they are students at CSU Stands Laws. Okay. Because sometimes the, the stuff that you're looking for is a little bit, personable Mm. personal Mm -hmm. um and a little intimate and Mm -hmm. so uh in order to keep their confidentiality and privacy you need to go through this process um so my process took me a month and a half like I mentioned just now um excuse me I have hiccups and burps it's weird (laughs) uh and it set me back and so I was only able to interview three people Mm. um so that kind of sucked uh and so during my presentation, like, I'm talking about, like, RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race, right? And, like, the whole time, I'm just, like, why I, why am I getting nervous? Like, stop. Like, calm down. Like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, yeah. sit Out Walk, like, Sachet, <laughs> Shanta. You know what I mean? Like, uh I don't know. And so, as I was going through it, like, uh, so, to give background on my, on my presentation, like, mm. it's exploring the influence of drag in the Central Valley and in... Uh, within the LGBTQ plus community Mm -hmm. because uh, the reason I really wanted to do this was because I was just so amazed at the fact that like drag queens are pretty much the public face of like the LGBT community you know they're like because you can't really just tell that someone is gay you know what I mean like by looking at somebody you can't just be like that person's (laughs) gay that person's gay that person's trans you know what I mean like you can't you're like one of those
1: ignorant people and you're like oh like they dress gay exactly right (laughs) yeah
0: and so with drag queens it's like you're a drag queen like that that's your that's your that's your uh that's your what is it that's like your title that's Mm. what you do you go out and you push those boundaries of gender like you take um those stereotypic like feminine roles or masculine roles and you just fuck with them you know and so i always found it interesting that Everywhere I go, like to the Brave Bull, to Climax, to, you know, all the bars, like they yeah. always have some sort of drag show. Um, and chari- charity events always have some sort of drag show associated with them. So mm-hmm. I just always thought, like, why Why are they, you know, why are the drag queens always everywhere? Like, what is so important about them mm-hmm. that they're everywhere? Um, and so obviously, like, I can't travel everywhere, like all over California. <laughs> so I just special. Uh, spe- spe- I made it specific to the Central Valley uh-huh. because the Central Valley LGBTQ plus community is so small. I wanted to really see like what drag culture in the Central Valley looked like. Mm. Um, and so as I was doing research, I, I found that like since the Stonewall riots happened, um, drag queens like led them mm. and uh, were the first people to actually fight back against the police who were raiding their the Stonewall Inn, mm. which was the bar that they hung out in. <clears throat> Uh, away from like everybody so because back in those days like it was illegal to be gay or like legal not illegal but like it was really looked down like upon yeah it was yeah. really taboo and so um i wanted to address that like I, I took that into consideration like okay so they have been the public face because they were the original like people who fought back yeah okay but what what's what else you know and then the more research i did i i realized that um, the drag queens were basically the the primary like people who made uh, charity events mm-hmm. for those individuals in the LGBTQ plus community that would oftentimes get kicked out for being gay, or if uh, they couldn't pay for medications uh, if they were diagnosed with something. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you were if they were diagnosed with like L- uh, <laughs> wow diagnosed
1: with LGBT, <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn. <laughs> That was yeah, triggered for real. God. I have so many acronyms. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. It's fine. Uh diagnosed with HIV, which is uh which was associated uh mostly with the LGBT community mm-hmm. is what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But that was gonna come out flip flopped <laughs> and really bad. Uh-huh. Um and so So basically uh my findings thus far have led me to believe that like the drag queens are the, the <laughs> the what is it the heart of the party what is it the they bring the party uh, basically the life of the party. there you go they're the life of the party <laughs> they and really so, are, though. yeah they are they are and so what i realize is that like at at clubs and stuff whenever mm-hmm. you know there's an opening of a club or if there's like a really popular famous drag queen that's going to come through they always have a drug show and it's to, like get people hyped up and like yeah. bring people into the bar so the bar will make more money
1: it's kind of, sorry to interrupt, but no, you're good. <clears throat> it's kind of like we would always go to Brabel. Brable. Good old Brable. Yes. <laughs> and so I remember when regular drag queens, I, I don't know. Yeah, regular drag queens um, from the area would like host their shows. Like, you know, it, it was okay. But when they would host like, I guess, I don't know m- much, um, many popular drag queens. Oh, when
0: we saw Laganja Estranja, the first one that we went to go see that was popular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when I saw that, that little place that really is like just in random places in Modesto, like the bar itself. Like it got really packed and people actually wanted to go to the Bray because because mm-hmm. they, they knew that this person was coming. So that that was really interesting.
0: It's like a little dive bar. Like if you yeah. haven't
1: been, please go. <laughs> it's
0: an experience that you'll never forget. <laughs> it's the
1: <laughs> it's it's the bar that we're gonna tell our kids we went to <laughs> when we started our alcoholic careers. <laughs> oh my god, that was so Back bad. Back in the old days, we would go to the we <laughs>
0: You were like, what's that? <laughs> So yeah, so these are just the things that like uh, popped up throughout the research. And obviously, Mm -hmm. um, for those that aren't familiar with drag culture, uh, drag queens get catty sometimes with each other. They get jealous of each other. Yeah. Excuse me, I had to like hiccup again. They get catty with each other and so uh, their relationships that they've, they have formed, so like their friendships mm-hmm. or their intimate relationships get strained. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be like a partner who doesn't approve of drag, because mm-hmm. um, I know that was a, a, a situation for one of my interviewees. Uh-huh. Um, their partner didn't approve of drag, so they stopped doing drag for a while. Oh, wow. Um, or, you know, friendships get strained because money. You know, like if you're the drag queen that's always going and driving to different clubs and like setting uh, the, I don't wanna say appointments, but like the shows up, you know? And you're wasting your gas and your time, you know, you would like to be reimbursed. And so Mm. uh, that drag queen's friends didn't appreciate the fact that she was asking them to give like a percentage of of their tips to her. Oh. And so then she basically um, said that she was kicked out of like her own house. So like her own bar, they didn't want her performing there anymore. Yeah, because they painted her the villain.
1: Oh wow, that's really interesting. So just a bunch <laughs> of things like
0: this. And so I also found that like uh, two of these drag queens do a lot of community service. So mm. they both volunteer um, or work at pride centers locally.
1: Uh,
0: mm. um, so that was really cool. Like one of them said that she sh- she holds workshops for the youth that come into her uh, pride center uh, because they primarily just ask her about like, oh, what do you do in drag? Like, mm-hmm. can you show us how you do it? Can you come dress in drag? Can you perform for us? Yeah. yeah. And so she'll do it because like, why the fuck not? You know,
1: that's really good and really accessible and flexible for the youth here in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in the Central Valley, if you're a youth and you kind of like want to, I don't know, feel that you're part of the community, I feel like it's like weird because it's like I live in the Central Valley though. Like everyone here is either Christian or just conservative. Yeah. So that's really accessible, yeah, I yeah. feel like.
0: Um, and so the other drag queen, she goes out whenever, because uh, I know that sometimes, you know, jobs do trainings, like safe zone training, similar yeah. to the things that we have here on campus. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I assume that like jobs or businesses reach mm-hmm. out to the Pride Center and ask people to come in and do r- workshops and presentations. Good. And so this particular drag queen was telling me uh, that since she is transgender, she identifies as a heterosexual woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was trying to explain that to a group of people, and they just didn't get it.
1: I, I don't they were I just help. kind
0: of like, wait you're transgender but you identify as straight and for some reason that was
1: really hard for them to understand i don't understand why people get confused like like i no. i i i feel like i'm still like kind of new to the community so i'm not very knowledgeable about the uh other aspects of the community but like some things are just like logical sense i feel like i yeah. don't know but then again not everyone's like that so i guess yeah
0: <laughs> And this is a, this is an exploratory, like, uh, research project, so I'm not done with it. This yeah. is only, like, the beginning of it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping to further it at UNR, so oh, we'll good. see. Um, but, yeah, so she was just telling me that people just didn't get it. Like, they kept saying, but you have a, uh, and they would point to her crotch, and she's like, oh. I don't have to transition fully in order for me to be transgender. Like, do you not get that? And so a lot of people don't get it. You know what I mean? Like whenever anybody thinks of transgender, they always think of like hormones and surgeries. And when in reality, it's not always like that. Not everybody, one, not everybody can afford it. Two, not everybody feels that way. Yeah. You know, like you can feel comfortable in your own body and still identify as transgender. That is true. So yeah, these are just kind of like the interesting things that I've discovered thus far with my participants.
1: And so this whole information that you just talked about, (coughs) sorry, sorry, was a presentation as a whole that you presented earlier. Yeah, today? well,
0: it's just kind of like in a in a nutshell. Right. But this was the presentation that I couldn't get through without stumbling and stuttering and like <laughs> saying um uh huh. Yeah,
1: right. But it, it sounds like you're like really like knowledgeable about it. So like you said that some people like who tend to like stumble upon their presentation is because like they yeah. d- really don't know about the whole topic,
0: or that's how it's perceived. I, that's what I meant.
1: Right? Yeah, but I feel like for you, it was the fact that you like did something to yourself internally. Yeah, <laughs> you I like, kept on doubting yourself, out, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so like the dean of the college of arts and humanities was in there, and he was my professor last year. Uh-huh. He gave me a B, which I was really sad about, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, and so, like, I feel like he was really looking forward to me. He was really looking forward to seeing that I had advanced in the project. Yeah. Um. And I feel like somehow I kind of disappointed him. I don't know. Like, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, like, having that weird self-doubt again. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. But he asked a really interesting question because I guess I didn't really um address this in my presentation Mm. which was like what is the purpose of drag queens in the lgbt community because in my presentation i was running out of time Mm -hmm. okay so i had to like skip through some stuff yeah um and i just really talked about like the relationships within i didn't really talk about like the relationships outside of drag Mm -hmm. because you know like the drag within the drag community you know all these issues uh come up and then you know they support each other or they tear each other down yeah you know it depends. Mm-hmm. It, uh, that's not the same everywhere. True. Um, and so he basically asked me, like, okay, so what's the relation to the LGBT community? Like, I'm still I'm still lost there. Mm. And I'm just like, fuck.
1: So what would you say is a relationship so, between the g-
0: uh, I, I answered him. So oh, okay. basically I told him what I was telling you about how um, the drag queens actually go out into their communities and provide all these services. Like, yeah. um, one of them. Something I didn't mention earlier, but one of them uh, said that she used to work with something called the court system. So basically the Imperial Empire is an old uh, organization that was that was based out in San Francisco Mm. like a like a while ago, I think like maybe 50 years ago. Mm. Uh, Excuse me, and so that organization basically organized Mm -hmm. to get people uh, the medication they needed, to get people like the money they needed to Mm -hmm. keep their house, to pay the rent, um, to find them a place to stay in case somebody kicked them out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had mentioned that, but I didn't elaborate on it because I was running out of time. Yeah. Because then again, you know, like I really should have gone over this more than (laughs) I did. So I explained to him, like, their role is to be, like, the, I guess, I don't know, I would call them, like, kind of, like, the protectors of the community. Right. Because they go out and do all these free shows for mm-hmm. charity, you know. All their tips don't go to them. They that go to the, the organization that they're performing for. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nice to, like, you know, to in get ma- people to tip you, but.
1: Yeah, and many of the organizations that they work in are, I believe, non-profit, especially yeah. here around the Central Valley.
0: Yeah. And so the queen went on to say that, like, she did a lot of work with them. And mm-hmm. so that's what really inspired her to keep doing the work that she's doing, mm-hmm. you know, and both of them work in a in a in a pride center. So, yeah. you know, they're still doing volunteer work. They're still bringing, um, you know, drag to youth and mm-hmm. being a representative for the LGBT community. That's good. Again, going back to the, you know, being the most public face of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't say any of that, <clears throat> clearly. <laughs> but I can sit here and talk what? to you about it all, all fucking day. Let's hope,
1: let's hope your professor listens to this podcast. <laughs> hey, Dr. Tweedio, this one's for uh, you. I love him. <laughs> I love Dr. Tweedio.
0: Yeah, that's who was sitting – that's who was my professor last semester. Yeah. And uh, that's who was sitting in the audience, and he's the one who asked the question, which understandably, like, was a good question to ask because I didn't really elaborate on it during yeah. my – my, um,
1: Presentation. My presentation yeah but yeah. I mean I've never had this man as a professor but I've 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 had the privilege of meeting him in other formal circumstances uh he's I, I've learned he's really cool
0: he's a really great guy don't get me wrong he's really great but I think the intimidating part about him is because he's the dean and yeah, he yeah. was in control of my grade last semester so I think that's kind of like intimidating to me because it's just kind of like I need to do better for you because putting it in
1: that perspective <laughs> I make sense yeah yeah Heck yes,
0: I'm not saying it. It's like the dean is
1: grading me, like fuck.
0: Pretty much, dude. Pretty <laughs> it's like much. It's kind of like a John,
1: Doctor John, warrior professor, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna grade your shit.
0: <laughs> pretty much, dude. It's like, oh, the person's gonna grade me. It's the pressure. Yeah, it's really yeah, the yeah. pressure, and it's just like that makes
1: much more sense.
0: <laughs> and dude, it was it was rough. but crystal over here was telling me that i did a good job that's good and i'm just like thank you but i don't feel like i did but it's okay so would you say
1: that the presentation how when you give when you were giving out your presentation like how many people were in the audience like how many of them like really seemed engaged in the topic
0: um they all pretty seemed engaged in the topic there was There was like 8 people. Mm. Prior to that there was more because yeah. I guess the the speaker before like two speakers before me like really told all her friends to come. Oh wow. And so like they all showed up and yeah. then they all left after she left so really? the room was empty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that I, was cool. I'm like I I saw the list of who was there so I can already assume who it was. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> And who
1: her guests were.
0: <laughs> and so um so oh. that was pretty cool that they like all showed up to support their friend. Yeah. Um I invited people but you know
1: I know you invited me like around midnight, yeah. <laughs> and I already had like. I know shit. it's my fault. Like I told
0: you, like the day, th- basically the, the day of. Well, yeah, because it
1: was like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> the morning of. <laughs> yeah, hey, history are you gonna come
0: see <laughs> <to> my presentation. <laughs> you were like, "What presentation? What the fuck are you talking
1: about?" <laughs> yeah, especially when you said the F- F- FTC, I was just like, "Wait, this this has to be formal, I guess." Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. But anyways, um what was i gonna say fuck now i lost my fucking point damn um did i'm assuming that after your presentation you had like minutes available for um anyone in the audience to ask you questions was it only dr tweedio asking questions or was it also like other students in there
0: oh uh another professor was i think there was two three most, most of the audience was professors i think okay um, minus myself, well, I wasn't an audience member, <laughs> <laughs> um, minus another student and Crystal, uh, no, three students, mm-hmm. and the rest probably were, like, faculty or staff. Yeah. Um, and so one faculty member asked me about, like, the relationships between, because he pointed out that, uh, you know, I that I looked at the relationships, that what they were really strained, mm-hmm. you know, like, the drag queens losing their friends. Um, But then, again, I I showed the other side of, like, them being really supportive with the drag families. You know, drag mothers are basically experienced drag queens who bring in or take under their wing uh, a new drag queen and show her the ropes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I showed that side. And so he was just pointing out how it was just extremely interesting and, like, why do I think that that happens? And so I explained to him that, like, if new queens come in and they're really good at what they're doing, like, Mm -hmm. if they have, like, dance moves that... The other queens can't do like Mm -hmm. they might get tipped a little bit more or they might be asked to do more numbers and stuff like that. So they get more limelight than the rest of them. So jealousy starts to to arise, um, which is understandable because we all get jealous. You know, that's true. Um, but it, I told, I, I explained that it really just depends on the queens because some queens can be really bitchy and they can be really big assholes about mm. it. Like, oh, I have all the fame, so fuck all of you, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And other queens will be like, okay, you have all the fame, but like, I'm going to share it with you all because like, this is what the community is about. Yeah. Like um, family. <clears throat> yeah. And so, uh, I, I, that's how I answered that question.
1: Cause, um, I mean, you also do drag. Do you have a drag family? Cause I, is that the correct terminology yeah
0: I don't (laughs) Um, it's not that I didn't want one it's just kind of like I started doing drag uh, with a friend mm. and so we just kind of started doing our own thing like nobody taught us what to do uh, okay, um, okay. We just started learning from like YouTube tutorials and stuff <laughs> like that uh, Which many of the drag queens say that like it's 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 starting to become more mainstream because you know more more kids are getting Access to drag early on because yeah. of YouTube yeah, you know, YouTube tutorials. Like yeah. how do you do your drag makeup? Well, you put on a shit ton of fucking foundation and then you contour that shit, mm. you know um, So that's how he and I started learning and so we just kind of were like okay like nobody really formally took us under their wing Oh, okay. um it was just kind of like uh people would watch out for us like oh hey like there's a show here do you want to come and perform right this and that that would mostly be the extent of like I don't know I've made really good friends though like yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I would consider them my drag family but I don't know if Probably. they would consider me like a part of their drag family yeah. but I've made really good friends in terms of uh you know going on and doing performances and stuff
1: that's good um
0: but yeah, uh, gosh, like I'm thinking back to that Let's com- see that presentation. And I'm just like, God, it was so much hell. <laughs> I have to present this one more time.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Or wait, what?
0: Uh, yeah, I have to do this <laughs> one more time because, OK, so I'm working on this project not only for my honors capstone uh-huh. research, but as well as from my, like, my independent study sociology class that mm. I was taking over this, uh, the semester mm-hmm. um, with my faculty sponsor. Shout out to Dr. Morgan. What up? Um, <laughs> And so he basically organized uh, a mini like little conference thing for us. Mm -hmm. There's only like eight of us in that class. So it's a really small class and it's only going to be like the faculty. It's not going to it's not going to be other students Mm -hmm. unless like we invite them. Yeah. But it's just mostly like faculty. Okay. So, I mean, less pressure.
1: So, well... But, I don't know. <laughs> well, if anything, it gives you time to redeem yourself in a, in a way. Like, you can now, like, rehearse it. Yeah, but, like... Integrate the comments that you just said right now that you couldn't say in this other presentation and now to this one. This is true. <laughs> true.
0: But I feel like... I don't know. I just wish I wouldn't have because there was more people that I didn't know at this presentation, mm-hmm. as opposed to my presentation that I will have next week with people I do know. Oh, uh, that is true. So, so I wish I would have come off better to the people I didn't know. Yeah. As opposed to me coming off not that not that well, f- in front of people I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I get what you're you know saying. What I'm saying. Yeah, because it's like people you already like know, you already speak to, so you're comfortable with in mm-hmm. a way. I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I have to do that next week, and then I'll be done <laughs> with my semester. Because until then, I'm not done. Oh, and then
1: yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, have you thought of like inviting for this upcoming um, presentation the interviewees?
0: No, No. because um, there. So through IRB, there's the process of IRB, and so you have to maintain your participants' uh, identity anonymous or confidential. And so I gave my drag queens' names. Do you want to hear (laughs) them? Let's go for it. Okay, let me go back. So let me, I'm gonna, I wanna describe to you my drag queens, okay, that I interviewed. <laughs> so uh, the first one, she kind of gave me this name because uh, she was talking about something. And then she's like, Holly Peno. And I was like, okay. So yeah. <laughs> so her name is Holly Peno, right? <laughs> um, she has three years of performance. She's a cisgender male. She considers herself an entrepreneur because she makes uh, a living out of drag. Like, she mm-hmm. goes to bookings and stuff like that. She's yeah. a really big drag queen between, like, uh, Stockton and Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And she w- is one of the ones that works for a nonprofit. She describes her drag as a... 50s housewife who has, like, a naughty sight to her. So, like, <laughs> she'll be wearing, like, her 50s, you know, uh, day dress. But, yeah. like, underneath it'll be, like, black lace or oh whatever. Oh, my God. It's legit what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I wish I would have been able to say that in the presentation. I think that would have gotten some laughs. But, again, I was nervous <laughs> and I couldn't say that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, her name is Jalapeno. And so, I featured, like, a picture of, like, it's not of her, but, like, mm. of somebody else. Okay. That kind of, like, looks like the aesthetic she described. Mm. You know, like a 50s housewife. Yeah. And then the other one is Sasha Fierce. So she's a 32 year old uh, cisgender male who has 10 years of uh, experience and works in some sort of uh, management managerial position. Mm. Um, And so she describes her drag as like I want to say punk, but she (sighs) kind of because she gave a lot of different examples. Like one of them was like Rihanna. Although I'm not saying punk as in punk rocker, but Mm. like punk as in like I don't give a fuck about what you say. I'm going to do what I want. You Mm -hmm. know, like that's like her aesthetic, but that's Mm -hmm. not her attitude when she does drag. Yeah. Like that's just how she looks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she'll have like weird colored hair sometimes. She'll like come out with like crazy costumes sometimes. (laughs) So she's like extremely creative Uh um, drag queen. And so her name was Sasha Fear. I'm I'm not sure if I said that earlier. You did. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, the last one, her name is Emily Sickens. So like Emily Dickens. Like mm-hmm. I got a laugh uh, from the professor who asked me the the question uh, uh-huh. about like the relationships or whatever. He laughed. Really? So I was like, thank you. Thank <laughs> you <laughs> for laughing. He understood
1: it. He, he got it.
0: <laughs> and so uh, she was a 33-year-old three, three trans woman uh, who had uh, 10 plus years of performing. And she also works at a nonprofit.
1: That's good.
0: Um, and so she, <laughs> she uh, really relates to bianca del rio which is a drag queen from rupaul's drag race i think it was season seven yeah mm-hmm. season seven like fin- finale f- finalists there you go yeah <laughs> um and so bianca del rio is like a really big comedy queen she has like a rather hoarse voice you know like uh-huh. like that that's how she you know portrays herself like yeah. she's really funny she's mm-hmm. um also really glamorous she has does the big hair does all the mm-hmm. like exaggerated makeup she can look like a clown sometimes oh she can God. look really glamorous sometimes <laughs> this is how she like described herself yeah and so i pulled up a picture of bianca del rio del rio and i stuck it on there but like i mentioned earlier none of my pictures came up and so i was upset then <laughs> <laughs> none of my pictures came oh, up. Like, like on your
1: slides yeah my oh slide my like the
0: pictures did not come up on the slides and i was upset <laughs> It was really sad because I wanted there to be some sort of like visual representation of like, yeah. you know, because obviously I can't put pictures of my interviewees. Mm-hmm. But like I can put like, OK, this is kind of like the aesthetic that they go by or yeah. this is a, like something that they go, go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So Holly Peño, Sasha Fierce and uh, Emily Sickens <laughs> Those were my interviewees. And so for the purpose of being confidential, like I had to change their names. Yeah. Um, and so I don't say like where they, where specifically they work or like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just kind of give vague descriptions because that's that's the whole point of IRB. Yeah, yeah,
1: I get it. Well, that was really interesting.
0: You don't sound interested, but okay.
1: No, that really was interesting because <laughs> I've always <laughs> said this. Like, I don't know much of the drag mm-hmm. community, and uh, and like I, uh, probably for some like listeners, they'll they'll probably like tell me say that i'm like really like unknowledgeable and then again i am because it's like i really don't go out of my way to like learn about stuff like this Mm -hmm. because and this is me being fully honest like yes i'm part of the community but like i don't know like there's stuff that i still don't know Mm -hmm. and i think that's fair enough to say i still don't know stuff yeah so yeah (laughs) so it was really interesting (laughs) so i have
0: to do this one more time for my sociology peeps
1: but now you're going to rehearse it and you're going to do better this
0: is true let's freaking hope so because then after that i'll be free i'll be free for
1: the summer and i feel like a project like this is necessary for people like me who don't know much of the drag community Mm -hmm. so you teach them about the drag community and you give visibility to the drag community because then all in all like you've been stressing throughout the whole presentation as the fact that they work for well at least your interviewees work for like non-profit organizations that give back to the community and mm-hmm. they themselves organize stuff to give back to the community, mm-hmm. especially the youth, which is a really good age to like teach them about stuff and have them being more open-minded.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that most people don't think about is they don't really think that trans people do drag. Mm. Um, oh. And so having a transgender like participant mm. really helps bring visibility to that because yeah. just cause you're transgender doesn't mean you're n- you are you don't you, it doesn't mean that you can't be a drag queen, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you're a drag queen or a drag king all the time. Mm. That's not what that means, that is true. you know. And I feel like sometimes <laughs> people have that hard like
1: understanding, understanding yeah. because
0: I've interacted with a few people who think that the trans women that we know mutually are drag queens, and I have to sit there. Oh, and, like at all times? Are drag yeah, queens? and oh. I have to sit there and ask them like questions to like get them thinking, you know, get those gears running. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I remember uh, last year, two years ago. I had this friend uh, who had just come out as trans, like mm-hmm. she was just getting to really know her roots and stuff, right? Yeah. So she would just wear different wigs every day, different colors and stuff like that. And then I had this other mutual friend who had my friend who was coming out as trans in one of her classes. Mm-hmm. And so we were having the drag show uh, that year at, for ASI or whatever, and mm-hmm. she, t- my my friend, t- asked my other friend mm-hmm. who was in her class. If she was going to be a part of the drag show, I had to sit there and be like, I don't think she was, she, she had the heart to tell you this, <laughs> but she's not a drag queen. She's actually, that's herself. Like, yeah. Like that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, did she say she was a drag queen? No. Okay. Well, she's not a drag queen, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I have to sit back and I have to try to understand where people are coming from, but Honestly, it kind of irritates me because it's like you didn't take the time to ask this person like what their pronouns were. You Mm. didn't ask this. You didn't take the time out to ask this person like what they prefer to, you know, you know what I mean? Like they prefer to be referred as you just assumed that they were a drag queen all the time.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like those people who are not used to like hearing the word or the acronym PGPs. Yeah. Like like for us, we we take time to like ask like some people like, oh, what do you prefer to go as like your PGPs? And I can relate this, like, to housing, like, two years ago when I, yeah, I think, no, the past three years, like, they've always been, like, any other application. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, are you male or female? And now this time, I, this time that I was um, helping uh, returning residents with their housing applications, it actually said, like, what are your PGPs?
0: Must be nice.
1: And that, for me, was really eye-opening. Well, not eye-opening. I was just, like, I, it was just, like, a happy moment, I Mm -hmm. should say, because I was just, like, wow, like these people are really learning for the whole three years that I've been here. Like they've never like done open-minded like questions like this. (laughs) So, which I think is good. It is good. They're taking a step forward. Good. Yeah.
0: Like I just, the only thing that I really did not like about like living in housing (laughs) was but um, was that whenever we would play a game, they'd always put us up into, like, boys and girls. Yeah. It would always irritate me because I'm just like, where the fuck do I go? Can I just stay in the middle? Like, can I just sit out? Like That, that always for me is... Where do you, I go? <laughs>
1: like, even though I consider myself a cisgender male, like, that for me is still bothersome. Like, I don't like when, like, they divide us like that.
0: It's like you couldn't really just number us off, like, one, Yeah, two, exactly, one, two, especially one,
1: two. in training. So, you know, as pals are always, we get training. And even nowadays, like so in training it's like okay like girls go here boys go here or like sometimes i it's happened to me this whole square. um so i tend to have like a lot of i I'm, i barely notice this that the majority of my of my friends are female mm-hmm. um not to say that i don't have male friends but even mm-hmm. if i didn't so what but yeah the majority of them the majority of the people who i decide to hang out are female mm-hmm. and um a lot of my male coworkers would always point it out, like, "Oh, like, look, like he's with the girls, and the boys are over here," and I was the only, like, "quote unquote," boy with the girls. And not for me, I wouldn't care. Why, I why wouldn't say care? anything, but I would just like let it happen. I'd be like, "Yeah, like, th- uh, uh, no." I, I think one time I did get pissed off at whoever said it, just because they're always saying stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and I turned back at them, and I was like, "Yeah, this just comes to show that my masculinity is not that fragile as yours." nice like here i am with the quote unquote girls <laughs> <laughs> nice so yeah it's it honestly
0: like the ah god and it's so weird because it's just built into our society like yeah it's it's not as much as we would like to blame individuals it's really not an individual it's, it's a whole it's thing. the whole society like it's that's just thing. kind of like what's been ingrained in us like boys yep. just hang out with boys and girls just hang out with girls and yeah. like there's nothing in between or outside of that like that's just how it is and that's what it is it's kind of like if
1: you're a straight male with female friends it's like oh yeah he's probably sleeping with them and it's like or he's probably gay or that yeah yeah. and it's like can't they just fucking be friends like what the fuck yeah dude no i totally get that he's crazy it is crazy out there crazy crazy out there (laughs) (laughs) but that's why people like us exist because i feel like we we need to be that change that we want to see
0: in the world okay gandhi
1: Yes. <laughs> I was just triggered because of the comment that I had done about him.
0: <laughs> You're so dumb, dude. Oh my gosh.
1: But yes, it it is true. It's like uh, what's it called? Um, when it's like repetitive and cheesy comment. Um, I don't know. A cliche. There you it's go. A cliche, but it's so fucking true. I I key hate when cliches are true because it, do, it it just discourages me to like say the cliche because it's a cliche, <laughs> but it's fucking true. <laughs>
0: It's true as hell, and I don't know, dude. Oh, God.
1: So, yeah. What would you say the conclusion of this (laughs) podcast is? Be more open-minded.
0: I would (laughs) say stop assuming shit about people and just fucking ask them. Like, if a guy is hanging out with a girl and you think they're sleeping together, fucking ask them if you're so fucking
1: concerned. Which I don't get. Like, you shouldn't be concerned. Like, if they're having sex with someone, like, have let them have fucking sex with that person. Like, <laughs> like why does it matter to you? gay and hang out with those people, let them be gay and hang out with that person. Like, you know, it's what I not mean? harming anyone.
0: Like, just mind your own damn business. <laughs> if anything,
1: the person like that might ask that question or might question it, is harming the person who is involved with that circle.
0: Like, unless it's like it's becoming an issue and you're really concerned, it's a problem go ahead, you know, like, yeah, talk out a it out. Yeah, out of respect to time. Out of respect to time. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if it's just, like, you're trying to gossip about somebody, shut just the fuck up, aspect. sit down. Because there's
1: people nosy as fuck that just, uh, like, why well, are they know. gay? Like, are they sleeping together? Why are they always hanging out together? And it's, like, because we're friends. <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, dude,
0: for real. It's, like, if people just minded their own business. The so, yeah,
1: I guess the, the walk conclusion is easier. mind your own fucking damn business. <laughs> And if you're just fucking curious, just ask in a respective manner. And
0: support your local drag queens.
1: Yes, they bring smiles to our faces all the time all the
0: fucking time time. and if i didn't say it earlier i'll say it again go to the brave bull yes (laughs) even if you're not 21 sit outside until the queens come out (laughs) talk to them through the fence (laughs) that that's there yeah like you don't have to go in they cook tacos back there (laughs) yeah they make tacos back there there, so they hang out there (laughs) so talk to them through the fence guys like they're great people
1: and get to know the brave bull people brave bull is like really cool
0: I don't know. I, li- I like it. Most like A lot it. of people don't like it. And I'm just like, why?
1: I can see why they won't like it just because it's like in a sketchy part of my disco But it's like, <laughs> if you're not in anything sketchy, involved in anything sketchy, you should be fine. Just yeah. go there, get drunk, talk to your people.
0: I've never had a problem there. <laughs> exactly. Ever.
1: With anybody. Yeah. Just mind your own business. Be a good down person and have fun. <laughs> and dance the night away and you'll be good. Honest- oh, by the way, I think it's dance party tonight, right?
0: Yeah, but I have a dance rehearsal tonight. Oh, not rehearsal, recital.
1: We're actually going to that dance party then. <laughs> all
0: right well we'll see you guys potentially next week yes Um, have a great
1: day bye guys